Welcome to a special episode of Your Life Beyond You podcast, where we are challenging you to intentionally add value to the lives of others. I am your host, Terrence Campbell, and I am so thankful that you took the time to check out today's podcast. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite listening platforms. Ah, wow. This podcast is a special one. It's a really unique one. And I want to invite you to jump in here with me. And let me just say on the front end of this that I realize that this is a super sensitive topic and it is not my intent to alienate anyone in particular. As you listen to this podcast, I want to invite you to have an open mind. Okay, so we are excited to have on the broadcast today a very special person to me. Uh, I'm so excited to introduce my mother, Deborah Campbell. Would you say hello to our listening audience, Mom? Hi. So glad to have you here today and uh, really excited to really talk through um, this topic. Now, I understand that you want to talk today about a very divisive subject. Very divisive. (laughs) And that topic is, Mm -hmm. I was watching one of my favorite Christian television stations. Mm-hmm. And I, it's one of my, it's really one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. The Lord told me I can't call a name mm-hmm. because I watch so many. Okay. So it, it just saddened me the way mm-hmm. this particular program mm-hmm. was I realized from watching the program for a few minutes, mm-hmm. the person on the mm-hmm. that's ahead of the program, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. um, had the voice, and it's their program. So they can say whatever they want to say and when they want to say it. That's right. And then I decided, oh, wait a minute. God wants me to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I thought I called you and mm-hmm. asked you about <laughs> a, a podcast, mm-hmm. which is so awesome. It, it's giving me a voice. Yes. My main concern is that mm-hmm. January 6th, the what happened at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's really sad because mm-hmm. to me, all this talk about what's going on at the Capitol or what went on at the Capitol mm-hmm. January 6th. Yeah, that whole deal with, um, I guess really what it looked like is that Trump was intentional to, to incite, uh, the people there. And, um, and it's, it's sad because we have to have, uh, court proceedings to, to hold them accountable for that. Right. Which should be held accountable. Yeah. And this program 
though it, it, it's a Christian television program, really addressed the, didn't really, to me, didn't really address the violence mm. of January 6th. Yeah. Well, you know, this past Sunday, we actually talked about how we want to use our power yes. and our prosperity. Yes responsibly we yes. want to be wise in how we handle our power and prosperity yes. and the reason that i believe the writer in ecclesiastes brought attention to this is because naturally without the government of the holy spirit right. we will use our power in a way that benefits us right we will use our power in a way that is uh oppressive and and so i believe that's part part of what your concern is yes. what what we've seen is that this thing has been drawn out because of the people that are in power yes and it, it said to me how christian really all this love you blue stuff and they actually started being the officers that were there to protect people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then I think I think how many officers actually died as a result? A couple of officers I, I, died. I think five. Five officers because I know a few of them committed suicide. Yes. Yeah, and and it's so unfortunate because when you know the scripture that we quoted this past Sunday talked about when the righteous are in authority, yes. the, people rejoice. the people rejoice. But when the when the wicked, wicked are in authority, the people groan. Yes. And uh, and so we know that 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 is true. And I, now I want to deal with the fact that your concern is that you're seeing the coverage about this. Yes. on Christian television. On Christian television. Because it's not a surprise if you see this kind of information on Fox. I want to make a point. Yeah. And my point is, mm -hmm. I used to vote with the GOP. Okay. And what the Lord revealed to me, I think what's going on with the former president, mm -hmm. Donald Trump, mm -hmm. is that so many Christians support him. And mm -hmm. that's what I don't understand. Well, I think that it gets really muddy when we start talking about politics. You know, you yeah. and I have had some really uh, intense discussions yes. <laughs> about politics. And I think part of the issue is that we're trying to take something that is that is really carnal in nature in my estimation when you start talking about politics it can really get ugly yeah because uh, you know usually you don't hear politics and morality in the same sentence right there's an old saying uh -huh. if i can say this uh -huh. politics and religion make strange bedfellows uh-huh make strange bedfellows bed yeah, yeah i mean that that's that's absolutely right and so uh, but I know that there's this tension that we have to wrestle with of, right. okay, as a Christian, how should I vote? 
right? Because I, I'm called to vote. I believe that I should yeah. cast the vote. And I, no one should tamper with that. And no one should tamper with it, right? Even though you have now in our society where it's mm -hmm. being tampered with. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So how should a Christian handle kind of these times? Because really, if I can stand in defense of the Christian television, what the Christian television is trying to promote, this is my guess. I don't know what show this was you were watching, but what I believe they were trying to promote was the Christian way of voting. Exactly. Okay. So if that was what they were attempting to accomplish, what is your greatest issue or concern? Well, where they fell, fall short, I think, is not accepting, if, if I can just be honest. Mm -hmm. And I said I was going to start the podcast off with, I'm not trying, trying to, really trying to shake up anything. I just want to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And what I think is happening, you have millions of evangelicals that are voting for voting for Trump. And I believe that that many cannot accept the outcome of mm -hmm. Biden win. Mm -hmm. And so So are you saying that let's see, this took place President Biden was uh announced as the victor in November of 2019. Is that right? 2019, and he was sworn into office in January 2020. Is that right? Yes. We are now in 2022, and, and what you're claiming, what it sounds to me, is that there are people that still, still. have not accepted that that he won fair and square. Fair and square. Well, and so so I guess what I'm understanding now, what your concern is, is that this, this propaganda is being promoted yes. on a Christian broadcast. On a Christian broadcast, exactly. And, and I believe it's because, say, when, when Donald Trump was running in what is it 2021 no 2019 mm -hmm. the i would have at least i tried to give my vote to god mm -hmm. because you hear in the christian community both the bible mm -hmm. and so that's what i've always tried to do mm -hmm. is vote what Whoever God would put in my heart, and I love that about God. Mm -hmm. He, if you ask him, he'll tell you who to vote for. And I heard him clearly say, Donald Trump is not good for America. Yeah, but let me just argue that point for a moment. That I'm convinced that there's no such thing as voting for the lesser of the two evils. Me either. Because they're they're both, in my estimation, weren't good options. Uh, you know, I think that even when we were in our in the twenty sixteen election, right? I mean, we didn't have much of a an option. We had Hillary Clinton and, 
and, and Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. You, you are so right. You know, and, and I think here's my humble estimation. I think that we really have to have to be prayerful about how do we approach this? Because I know that this is a topic that can be very divisive in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be very uh, disruptive because a lot of people would say, well, how can you tell me this is how God would want me to vote? Well, can I answer that? Please. Pastor. Please. You're right. I didn't believe in the lesser of the two evils. Mm-hmm. And so that particular year, mm-hmm. you were able to write in candidates. Mm-hmm. And so that gave me an option. Mm. I said, okay, Lord, this is you. Mm. Even though people who wrote in candidates, I mean, were totally ignored. Sure. It's like they didn't even pay attention to our vote. So let me ask you, are you saying that you didn't vote for Donald Trump or Hillary or Clinton? Or Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I couldn't see myself mm-hmm. voting for either one. For either one. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote in a candidate. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that was really an effective way to use your vote? I mean, was that really? As far as I was concerned, mm-hmm. I, I would give my vote to God. So you, instead of doing what some people did right is not vote at all your resolve was i'm going to give my vote to god that's right and write in my candidate right absolutely because Mm -hmm. i know that i was responsible for whatever Mm -hmm. whoever i voted for Mm -hmm. and i looked to god to guide me in that i believe what the lord told me Mm -hmm. was accurate of course Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I believe in what the Lord tells, speaks to my heart. Mm-hmm. And maybe not to my head, but to my heart. Mm-hmm. And he said, he told me Donald Trump was not good for the country. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about all of the other evangelical maybe even conservative Christians who said the same thing that God spoke to them and told them right. the opposite of what you just said, that Donald Trump is right for America. Right. Why do we have so much division in the body of Christ and so much even confusion and what's going on now? I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're what's okay. going on now with him is, obvious the Lord was right because I felt I heard God say the same thing oh oh here it is about Barack Obama mm-hmm. and here I am a black person and I'm thinking this about Barack Obama right mm-hmm. I mean that goes against yeah, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> and, Many black people that voted. Yes. I, I even remember you and dad having a discussion about it. Yes. Daddy was excited about the first African-American president. The first serious African-American president. Well, he was the first African-American president. Maybe the first, in his estimation, serious African-American uh, poten- uh, potential yes. uh so so then so it sounds to me 
that you haven't been able to get the person that you thought would be best suited for the role of president in office like for a while because you didn't vote for Barack Obama. (laughs) You didn't vote for uh, Clinton or uh, Trump. I didn't. So so here, I mean, what what's going on with our political system? And I believe if if the people who still believe in Trump, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. I believe that they aren't doing what I did. Mm. I had to accept that even though God told me one thing mm-hmm. that this man was still voted into office, mm-hmm. and and I had to you you picked up on that. I said I had to accept. Mm-hmm. I had no choice, mm-hmm. but the way it stands now, I believe there are people that just want even my evangelical brother and brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. They 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 won't accept that to move on. Mm-hmm. Well, so from what I'm understanding, then your main issue that you are dealing with today, right, is the fact that evangelical Christians, right. conservative Christians, conservative, are not moving forward. Right, they're still um, fumbling around in the chicken yard yes because trying to um trying to say that the election was stolen yes you know kind of this whole conspiracy theory idea and and when they advertise their program mm-hmm. talking about the christian christian stations mm-hmm. on the christian station mm-hmm. they say they're gonna take america back mm. and i I always ask the question, even though they can't hear me, mm-hmm. asking the question, take it back from who and <laughs> give it to who? Please not to Donald Trump. Well, so, but let me uh, stand in the, the place of a concerned Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm concerned. Uh, I, I must admit, I am concerned with the the majority of the Democratic Party. Yes, me, I am too. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very concerned. I'm on one end. I'm concerned about the fact that it looks like most of the decisions that have to do with morality, right, from a democratic position, right, are uh, in opposition in to opposition to my convictions, right, to my spiritual, um, biblical position is in opposition so i could see why there would be a, con- a conviction or a call to return america or to reclaim america you, you understand what I, yes, what I mean by that I sure do. so then how do you resolve that i, I mean what do you I think i trust god mm-hmm. that's how i resolve it mm-hmm. he's gonna either raise somebody up to mm-hmm. like he raised up a writing candidate. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what God is going to do. Could it be 
then this is just my thoughts. Okay. But could it be that what God is doing is that he is expecting his church to stand up and be the church. Right. And maybe not look to politics to fix the woes of this world. Yes. Because I would I would suggest that we may not ever get to a place of being on the same page morally. We may not ever get to the same place where we agree on the same laws. Right. But can we agree on what the Bible says as fellow Christians? And you know what I just thought about? We mm -hmm. have had mm -hmm. um, Christian conservatives actually run for president. You had, mm -hmm. um, let's see, who was it? Well, I can stop you right there. I can jump right in there and say, Mom, I don't believe a Christian conservative will ever be elected in the United States. No. That's just that's just me because what what the world wants or what this this culture, what this country really wants is to do what they want to do. Right. And and it I don't know that it's even the job of the White House to regulate morality. I believe that it is the role and responsibility of the church. Yes. And so we should not be looking to Washington to address the morality of this world. However, yeah, no, you can go ahead. So are you saying that mm -hmm. we shouldn't get be involved in politics? Yeah, that's a great question. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that. I don't believe we're supposed to legislate mm -hmm. morality. Correct. Because I agree. God wants what's in your heart mm -hmm. and not what who you go to the polls and vote for. Correct. Yes, so, I, I would agree. Yes, I, I don't believe that it is the, the role of government to try and legislate morality. I believe that's the responsibility of the church. And it is difficult for us to do that, I would right. say. In talking about the church and being responsible to to introduce morality into our society. You know, there's a book that you have being released. Very excited about this book being I'm released. Very excited. About yes, it. congratulations on Thank that. You. Uh, the title of the book is Journey from Hopeless to Hope Blessed. I love that. Subtitle is Life Changing Creative Thoughts Inspired by the Creator. Yes. And there's this book. The structure of the book is that you introduce uh, a what you call the bright idea. And it's a little short, almost like a proverb. And then you flesh it out on the next page where you give a little more information. And, yeah. and as we're talking about this idea of what is the role of uh, the church, the role of the righteous, the believer, as it relates to what's going on in our world today. And, yeah. and one of the bright ideas that you mentioned is that a peek through can cause a breakthrough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like Hallelujah. that. A peek through can cause a breakthrough. Now, on the other page, you you explain it a little bit more. You say you say this. 
An unbeliever cannot, cannot enter the kingdom of God. However, it is possible for him to peek in, peek in. through the righteous living of a believer. That's what mm-hmm. I believe God is, is wanting us to live a certain way mm-hmm. and not look like the world. Yeah, well, and I think that is such a critical point because, and, and maybe that's the reason that we have such a division yes. in the church is that this division, because we know division creates confusion. Yes. And and so we, we believe that this this division is trying to create a diversion. Yes. To create a distraction yes. to keep us from being the light of the world. Yes, sir. Because I mean, after all, people have a hard time receiving, I believe, Christians. Uh, I I believe it was uh, Mahatma Gandhi who said, I would have become a Christian. Had I never met one. Had I never met one. And that is an indictment against the Christian. It most certainly is. And and what what place more pronounced to to that we are so divided is in the area of politics. And and I believe that's at the heart of where your concern is, is that yes. you're watching Christian television yes. and you're saying, hey, if you voted for Trump, that's fine. That's fine. If you believe that Trump is is the person that will lead America back on track, that's fine. You're open to have your opinion. Right. But when you take that information and bring that on a Christian stage. Right. It can bring confusion because I know for me, mom, one of the things that's confusing to me is how we can mistreat people. Yes. And call ourselves Christian. Yes. And what we saw on January the 6th. Yeah. And, and see, that, that, that's what really gets me. Mm-hmm. You have... Christians that don't even mention January 6th mm-hmm. as though they're okay with it. And I can't tell because I look at these programs mm-hmm. and I say, okay, well, where, where, where are they taking a stand against January 6th? Mm. Well, and, and I, I, I'm sure that it's really easy to slide down that slippery slope because yes. speaking out against January the 6th is really synonymous with speaking out against Donald Trump. I guess so. And so as a consequence, I have to be silent yes. and, and I'm forced in, to be complicit. Complicit. I, I think about how um, it's so sad. It, it really saddens my heart. Mm-hmm. And there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about a soldier does not get involved in the affairs mm-hmm. of the world. Mm-hmm. And but I, however, I should say, however, mm-hmm. I look at our world and get sad. Mm-hmm. And because I want what God wants, I really do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I want what God wants. Yeah. And and I would say that that's true for many Christians. We we want what God would want. However, I think there are so many things that can blind us, that can distract us, that mm-hmm. can that we can be lured away by. And I I I think it's just a, a great challenge that we're up against. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is not the only issue that we are facing in the culture. Uh, specifically the issue, this is not just the only issue that we don't agree on as the church, because there's another huge thing going on right now that the church is, is totally divided on. We're not talking about the world and the church. We're talking about the church church. divided, Divided. right? And you know what I'm about to say, the Roe v. Wade situation, right? We have where the, one group is is rejoicing. Yes. You have another group that is grieved. You have another group that's completely silent and and don't really have a clear position. And so kind of where do you stand in regards to the Roe v. Wade situation? Um, I believe that Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. is, is not right for, for Christians. Mm-hmm. believe it's okay to take the life of a baby because mm-hmm. uh, you introduced me to this organization uh i believe it's called love life love life and from what i understand love life is not only preserving life in the womb right i believe there's a problem with mm-hmm. some of christians don't believe in in how people are being killed mm. I mean, they're losing their life mm-hmm. with the gun situation. Yeah. That's another one that divides us. Yeah. So so there's this conviction that, okay, yes, let's preserve life in the womb. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. But let's also preserve life outside of the womb. Yes. Let's also recognize, uh, you know, here's a, a beautiful word, the Imago Dei, the image of God. Yes. Where we recognize that yes that unborn child is made in the image of god at the same time the 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 young boy who's uh looked down upon who is feared who people look and think this is just a juvenile delinquent that lock him lock him up and you know this young person is made in the image of God also. Also. And so we see this disparity in the church where there's this huge emphasis on life before the womb, life in the womb. In the womb. But then there is this huge drop off yes. with life outside of the womb. And it shouldn't be like that. Right. Because God loves us all. He loves us all. It You know, it's interesting how the Democrat the Democrats seem to be more concerned with civil liberties, yes. life outside of the womb, yes. while the Republicans seem to be more concerned with the life in the womb. Come on. But Please. once they, <laughs> but once they get here, eh, yeah, I don't care. Because I mean, something that we have to be con- be considering as the church is that should 
Roe v. Wade is sustained and people aren't able to abort little babies. And now these children are beginning to show up in the world. Yes. Now we have another kind of crisis of making sure that we're caring for yes. for that group or that population. And that's why I love the programs that want to help people, these moms who have to make such a, a decision mm-hmm. um, to keep the baby. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, because you also have Christian television programs mm-hmm. that that give you an opportunity to give to um, say little children in third mm-hmm. world countries that mm-hmm. need water mm-hmm. and food. Mm-hmm. And what about them? Are they the pro-lifers mm-hmm. actually contributing to those mm-hmm. causes? Mm-hmm. Well, I I believe that this herein lies the, the 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 challenge, and that is we oftentimes are naturally what I like to refer to as self righteous. Yes. Right. We we compare ourselves with other sinful people, where we look at the across the political table and say, well, we don't do that what those people do. And then uh, across the table, they do the same, the opposite. Well, we don't do that with other people do instead of getting our cues from the Lord, from the word of God, God. that he would put in our hearts, this, this conviction. And boy, when God does that, he gives us this 360 degree, full perspective and appreciation for life in the womb life outside of the womb he gives us a full appreciation of understanding uh that as christians we live by different standards that we can't hold unbelievers to the standard that we ourselves submit to right and so there's there's this this 360 perspective that I, I believe that we we all need. Now, I want to talk a, a little bit more about this um, Roe v. Wade because, um, you know, January 22nd, 1973, uh, the Supreme Court issued a seven to two decision in favor of what they call Jane Roe, that is Norma McCorvey, uh, holding that Women in the United States had a fundamental choice whether to have abortions without government restrictions. And and so the thing I want to bring up is that January 1973, this was before any either of your children were born. Is that right? Yeah, even before my oldest. Yes, and I, your oldest, my big sister, Janice, was born later that year, if I'm yes, not mistaken. In 1973. Yeah, in these, we just putting all her business out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in December of 1973 is when Janice came about, yes. right? And when you were, when you found out that you were pregnant with her in March, you found out in March. Mm-hmm. Where? How did you feel about that? Were you happy? Were you excited? I was excited. You were I excited. Was- happy yes and 
she was outside of wedlock. She was, uh-oh, oh, Lord and have mercy, outside that, of wedlock. Mm. That could have given me an excuse to get rid of her, but I, I couldn't. And you I couldn't, wouldn't. yes. And you were excited, I was too, excited. right? This was, yeah, and, and she was the first grandchild, yes. right? So Absolutely. she came into the world with a lot of fanfare. And on yes. top of that, she was as cute as a button. <laughs> just cute as a button. I mean, <laughs> praise the Lord. Yes. She was so beautiful. Yes. But but now I want to get to something that may not be as uh, delightful to consider. Yes, so because when she started having children of her own, mm-hmm. she... Bless her heart. She lost three children. Yes, she I did. Mean, she miscarried. Three. She did. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't stand the fact that mm-hmm. they had to document her miscarriages as spontaneous abortion. Mm-hmm. She, she had, didn't like that language. She didn't huh? like that language mm-hmm. at all because she didn't abort her little baby. Right. Well, so, but I don't want to go past this point that I was about to make. Okay. So there, there was great fanfare with uh, my sister coming into the world. The fact that you heard that you were pregnant, realized you were expecting that was exciting. You know, you and dad, y'all were young and this was wonderful and wow. But let's fast forward now, fast forward from March of 1973 and let's fast forward to uh, late in the year of 1976 when you found out that you were pregnant with another child yes. uh your favorite child with a being you so let's talk about that were you as excited when you found out you were pregnant with me to, to be honest with you mm-hmm. no oh man okay so, so this is why I wanted to introduce this because this was, you know, in the time when you could have had an abortion. This right. was this was legal. Right. So tell me, why weren't you happy about that? The fact that you were pregnant. Because you, you're one thing. Mm-hmm. I could honestly say, have have I ever told you? Um. I had gotten off a pill, mm-hmm. and because your daddy agreed we would have another kid, mm-hmm. and he changed his mind, and I said, "No, you can't change your mind." Mm-hmm. And about having another kid, mm-hmm. and um, and so I I got pregnant because mm-hmm. I didn't take any. Take my pills. Mm-hmm. So, were, but were you, why weren't you happy about the fact that you were pregnant? Well, I, I think it's because, mm-hmm. if my memory serves me right, mm-hmm. you're pretty up there in age 10. <laughs> I think it's because mm-hmm. your daddy wasn't, didn't really want me to have you. Uh-huh. So it what that was not agreement right, in the household. Not, not like it was with the first child. Right. And and on top of not there not being agreement, there were also some marital challenges as yes, well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And and oftentimes marital issues 
uh, not being on the same page yes. can cause disruption within yes. a marriage. Yes. And so now you're having to tell him that you're pregnant. Yes, I sure did. And, and he was very happy. Wasn't very happy about it. When I told him. And so from what I also understand, not only was the marriage uh, under duress, y'all weren't in agreement, but you were getting ready to start a new job. I sure was. Oh, I forgot about that part. (laughs) I was getting ready. As a matter of fact, I had already started the new job. Ah, so you had started this new job. More money than I could ever dream of. So you had, a, this was a, a well-paying job. A well-paying job. And now to mess things up, yes. you are pregnant. Well, what was the issue about having a new job but becoming pregnant? Was there an issue with the employer? Well, at the time, I remember getting a letter saying that, I knew I was pregnant, and I took the job anyway. Ah, so almost like a pre-existing condition type yes, of thing? Yes, Wow. So so there was this tension there of yes. uh, you were being deceptive yes. or whatnot. So what were the repercussions? What could the repercussions be? Well, I, I'm not sure if there were any repercussions mm-hmm. from the job itself. Mm-hmm. Maybe without finances and everything, because sure. back then, mm-hmm. way back then, mm-hmm. it was they they weren't paying for mm-hmm. insurance weren't weren't paying for ah uh, yeah pregnancy ah uh, yes but okay you have a a, a pregnancy mm-hmm. a pre existing pregnancy well praise God though that that we have had laws introduced to give women yes. uh, equal rights as it relates to that, because yes. th- that wasn't okay yes. that women were being treated like this was some quote unquote condition. Right. You know, so yeah, so that's, that's so by the time I mm-hmm. had my, was pregnant with my third, mm-hmm. I didn't have that problem uh-huh. because I was already at the company. Mm-hmm. So Contrary to my being pregnant with you. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this really hard question then. Okay, baby. Uh, and considering all of the tension around your pregnancy with me, were you tempted to just go ahead and and abort? Can I take be honest with you? I thought about it. You thought about it. The the option was there. Yeah, because it was there. Well, let me just say, let me go on record and say, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't either because you have turned out to be a very good son. Praise God. Yes, you're very good. Yes. And I love you so much. I love you too, Mom. Thank you, baby. So then, what encouragement would you give to uh, a woman who may be in a situation where um, she is in a bad situation. Yes. You know, she was in a similar state like you, right? Yes. Not in agreement in your marriage. Husband's not happy about the fact that you're pregnant. Yes. You started a new job or some other uh, venture that can cause, uh, or a child can just disrupt all of that. Yes. What kind of encouragement would you give to a, a, a woman in that situation, especially given 
this sense of feeling like that option of abortion is has been removed but you know she still can make decisions to go to another state yeah. or, or, or whatnot to to have this procedure done what kind of in- encouragement would you give well i wasn't as close to the lord as i am now mm-hmm. and so there's a scripture that says mm-hmm. i think it, it's in jeremiah mm-hmm. i knew you before i formed you yeah. in your mother in your mother's womb. Yes. That's what, that's what God was telling Jeremiah. That's right. People don't know this, but mm-hmm. every Sunday you would ask me, Mama, are we going to church? Mm-hmm. So I would encourage the lady, you don't know. Mm. You just have no idea what plans God has for you, for your child that wow. you're carrying. Yeah. So it, 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 if God knows you and he says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. That is so awesome to me. Mm-hmm. That's what I would encourage the woman today. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful word, Mom. And and you know what what I love about what you just said is that not only did God know Jeremiah before he was formed in his mother's womb, but he knew Jeremiah when he came forth. Yeah. I mean, and formed. Meaning, the child not even well put together yet. Yeah. So you may look at, get an ultrasound of your baby and mm-hmm. see a fetus. Mm-hmm. But it's the beginning stages of a baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, something that you know, as we wrap up our time together, something that I think has emerged for me during this podcast is the fact that we must always acknowledge that God is in control yes, and that we are subject to the King, yes. you know, being kingdom uh, citizens. Yes. The, the reality is that we, we don't have the authority to, make up rules on our own to to go rogue and decide how we're going to conduct our lives or here's what i think and all of that we are obligated really and you know Mm -hmm. what i can truly say Mm -hmm. this is what the lord is showing me about this scripture i never saw this before Mm -hmm. that means god was here Mm. Hmm. If he said, "I knew you before I formed, yes. before I formed, I formed, I formed you." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that is so good. That's a good word. Yeah, he was here before all yeah. of this, and, and he, he thought in advance what you were gonna be. Yes. Amen. And he sees in advance what all of us yes. are are going to be, and what we been called to do and and so it, it's truly a privilege to think of God that way yes and he he takes responsibility for you yes he said I I knew you mm-hmm. not your mom not your dad mm-hmm. not your sibling mm-hmm. I knew you mm-hmm. before I formed you in mm-hmm. your mother's womb yeah well that gives me great uh, encouragement because while I may not have been planned 
Right. God had a plan. God had a plan. You know, it may not have, I may not have come with as much fanfare. Yeah. But God had a plan. And, and uh, for the one that may be listening today who may be at that place where you are carrying a child and you're just at a place where you, you don't know what to do next. Yeah. Rest in the in the heart of God. Rest yeah. in the beauty of knowing that God knows you and he knows your he knows unborn you. child. Yeah. And he has a plan and his plan is good yeah. and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. And so we hope that today this podcast was something that you can be encouraged by and strengthened yeah. by and reminded that God has he has all authority and right to dictate how things go. And, yeah. and so it's not our job to determine how things are supposed to be. Yeah. It is our job to discover it. And so thank you, mom, so much for our time together. We really appreciate you and and, uh, grateful for you being on our podcast today. Thank you. What an amazing podcast today. I truly counted a privilege to have my mother on the podcast today. I want to give a special thanks to the friends and partners of Growing Faith. While this broadcast may not have represented all of your views, you helped to make this podcast possible. Our prayer is that our lives would be so filled that it spills over into the lives of others. You have been listening to Your Life Beyond You.